0: This is John Shannon with Radio Free Galisteo. I am speaking with Zoe Burke, who is an intimacy director. Zoe. Can you tell us what an intimacy director is?
1: Yes, an intimacy director is a movement specialist, kind of like a fight director or a stunt coordinator. But instead of looking at fights or stunts, we look at moments of intimacy on stage and work with the actors to stage them in a way that is safe that is repeatable, and that tells a dynamic story that reads well from anywhere in the theater.
0: You're currently involved in a production uh, by the Santa Fe Classic Theater Group. What are you doing for them with regard to this?
1: So in Santa Fe Classic Theater's production of As You Like It, I have been doing exercises with actors to help them learn how to establish and express boundaries, and then also helping them build a kind of chemistry that reads well on stage. So commonly in theater in the old times, you know, actors would be encouraged to go get a drink or even kind of go on dates to build chemistry, but here instead we look at what the physiological chemistry looks like, how it can be performed, so I've been teaching the actors how to do that, and then I've also been helping with some staging of intimacy. So finding those moments where, okay, maybe we want to kiss here, and maybe we want an embrace here, and helping the actors uh, come up with staging for that.
0: So it's, it's essentially elaborate choreography.
1: It is. It is. And really, honestly, giving actors choreography for moments of intimacy can really help them stay in the character as they're performing these things. Um... In the time prior to intimacy, choreographers, coordinators, directors, whatever terminology you'd prefer, it was very uncomfortable performing intimacy because it was just kind of just doing whatever you do in normal life. And that doesn't always work on stage. You never really knew what your scene partner was going to do. So having this planned out, okay, I know this is happening. I know my scene partner is doing this. They're not going to surprise me with anything. They're not going to throw anything that I'm going to. It's going to take me out of the moment, take me out of the character. It's Very, very helpful for the actors as far as storytelling goes.
0: Let me ask this. Are you the fun police?
1: (laughs) I am not the fun police. (laughs) Uh, That is a common misconception about this field. No, I'm not there to say, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. Uh, That's too sexy or whatever. I'm not doing any of that. If an actor has an idea and an instinct, I'll be like, great how do we stage this safely? How do we make this as this is something you can do every night consistently? So very much the actor's instincts, their impulses, their interpretation of the character, the fun they would have in developing these moments is still there, just more structured and more safe.
0: What do you consider the most challenging element to doing this work?
1: The most challenging element to doing this work is it can be kind of intimidating for actors. I think sometimes because, as you said, you know, it can be perceived as the fun police or actors can feel like an intimacy director might be taking control for them or kind of acting like a puppet master, making, you know, taking movements away from them and making them something else entirely. So winning over actors, helping them see that this is something, this is a really helpful tool. This is something that can protect you, not something that's meant to stifle you has been generally the biggest challenge since I've started doing this.
0: Where did this come from? How did this uh, become part of performance?
1: Well, some of the main people who have really worked on creating and cultivating this field, people like Chelsea Pace and Laura Ricard and Ashley White and Ann James, and there are a lot of really truly remarkable people who've worked on this, have been kind of developing it since, you know, like, 2007, 2008, and on the theater side, it's just kind of slowly grown and developed, and people have said, oh yeah, that is helpful, that is helpful, that is helpful. It really became kind of more of the popular, more, um, people became more aware of it in popular culture around 2017, when the HBO series The Deuce had actors who threatened not to come back if there wasn't an intimacy coordinator or somebody there to act as a liaison, because of course that show is about sex work in the 60s and 70s, so you can see how it'd be pretty dangerous for actors, potentially. So, a woman named Alicia Rodas came in and served as HBO's first intimacy coordinator, and then it just kind of took off. HBO requires intimacy coordinators on all sets, Netflix is heading that way as well, and of course you've got intimacy coordinators then like Lizzie Talbot, who is responsible for the wonderful work on shows like The Witcher and Bridgerton.
0: Hmm. All right, so you have a scene in the play and it's there's a, a required embrace over over a period of time. How is that actually staged, and what do you do during that process?
1: So the process of staging starts looking at the text, of course. And after I kind of know a little bit about the characters, the dynamic of the scene, what's happened before for them, what's going to come after, then I will do pre-production work with the directors. And our directors, uh, Patrick and Kelly Briggs, I can speak, have been absolutely wonderful about working with me, because this is the first time the classic has worked with an intimacy director, so really maintaining open communication about their expectations, my expectations, how the process works. So then once I've got an idea of what the scene is, what the directors want from it, then I start to work with the actors. So I will typically watch a lot of rehearsals, see what dynamic they're already bringing to the character. And then after, of course, I've done the boundary work with them after I've helped them learn how to play that chemistry and given them some of the tools and techniques of intimacy work, then I'll start talking to them saying, you know, okay, so how do you see this scene going? How, who do you see instigating this? What is the objective? You know, that good old theater talk you know what are are we trying to accomplish with this embrace this kiss this whatever what is the point of this story and so then after i've talked that through with the actors and found out what they're looking to communicate how they feel it should be communicated and with some moments of intimacy we also talk about things like oral hygiene of course Uh, uh, nobody wants to you know embrace somebody with tuna breath or anything like that Mm -hmm. then I can start making suggestions for choreography and again this is something that's very flexible so if I say okay so what if we do this Um, we you know close the distance over five beats and then actor A is the one who puts their arms around actor B first or something like that if actor B says no 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 I feel like I would do that instead great we change it around. And so we collaborate. What I do, it's very much a jumping off point. I don't come in and say, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. But it's, so here's my thought. How do you feel about that? Cool. Okay. So then how about this? So that way we work together to create a scene that works organically, that flows, and that again, looks good and is repeatable.
0: So it's a collaborative process between you, the actors, and the director.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it should be mentioned that the directors very much have as much input as they want. So, you know, the actors and I say, okay, well, how about this? And the director says, no, that's not telling the story we're looking for. Then we go back to the drawing board and work on it again.
0: What happens if you have an actor who, I guess, crosses the line?
1: That gets a little tricky. Of course, we hope that that never happens. Uh, the, job, the job of an intimacy director is, again, not the police. Our job is not to go after actors who are, who maybe have made mistakes in the past, or, oh, well, we can't cast this person because such and such, this and that. We try to approach any sort of issues like that in as, with as much good faith as possible. So we give the actors resources first and foremost to calmly say, oh, that was a boundary. I, we, please don't touch me there. Please don't do this. Please don't do that. So that would be the first step. If for instance, an actor says, yeah, I don't like to be touched on my shoulder, and then someone you know slaps them on the shoulder, grabs them during the scene. It may be an honest mistake. So first, having the actor say, we use what we call a self-care cue, which is kind of like calling hold in a fight. Uh, so it's a word that stops the motion of stops the action of the scene temporarily, so that way we can address whatever we need to address and hopefully move on from there. If it becomes a continued problem, then there are things that contribute to what we call a chain of communication. It's not a chain of command, because again, we're not about punishing people, we're about educating people. And so then the actor might report... Such an actor did this thing that made me uncomfortable, that crossed this boundary, whatever, and when I spoke to them about it, or maybe I don't feel comfortable speaking to them about it, um, it didn't. the conversation didn't go well, nothing was resolved, so they would report that to what we call a non-equity deputy. And that term is taken from uh, the Union for Theater Actors, Actors' Equity. They have deputies in all of their professional productions who are making sure that union guidelines are followed, making sure that actors stay safe, uh, mandated breaks are taken, and generally nothing happens that's going to hurt an actor in any way. So most productions are not equity. So for productions that are non-equity, we have a non-equity deputy who is taking on that same role of being the point person who can then take that information. They can report it to the director. If the director is the problem for some reason, maybe take it to a board member of the theater. The costume designer is often a very good person to come to if there is some sort of conflict because they do work so closely with actors' bodies, so they often have that level of empathy. And then from there, any issues can be addressed, whether it's by firing the actor, finding them, cutting their pay. I've seen that happen before. Just making sure that it's very clear it's a culture of safety and a culture of consent.
0: What do you enjoy most about this work?
1: I really enjoy enabling actors to feel comfortable with these scenes. They are very awkward to perform. Sometimes actors can get very stressed out about performing scenes of intimacy because there's so much pressure. And in our culture in particular, the stakes are so high. These are such loaded moments. So giving actors those tools to say, you know, these are my boundaries. I will do things within this. Yes, I would like to do this. No, I would not like to do that. Helping the actors feel heard, helping them feel understood, and then watching how they're working. Work grows based on that comfort level is really rewarding.
0: How did you learn to become an intimacy director?
1: Uh, that's a great question. I started training actually in person pre-pandemic. I was the intimacy captain for a wonderful intimacy director named Sean Boyd. He's based out of Albuquerque. He came and worked with the International Shakespeare Center, which is also here in Santa Fe, on productions of Measure for Measure and Henry IV Part One. He initially came in because Measure for Measure has a moment of intimate violence, and so the directors wanted him to stage that. Then he just took on all of the moments of intimacy, and because I was involved in several of those, he asked me to be his intimacy captain, which serves the same function as a fight captain, so making sure that the moments of intimacy go well, nobody gets hurt, the choreography doesn't get messed up, and making sure actors are respecting each other's boundaries as necessary. And I absolutely fell in love, I got hooked, and so then I started doing some training classes through theatrical intimacy education, intimacy directors and coordinators. I am not of the global majority, but I've also taken classes from a wonderful group called Intimacy Coordinator of color, Uh, this field is often very white and female, and so trying to get more equitable representation is something that we're really concerned with. And then the pandemic happened. Oh, yes. (laughs) And so actually, it was kind of a good thing for training in this field because so much before was, okay, so the training is in New York City, so you have to pay for your flight, pay for your hotel room, pay for the class, food, whatever. It was very cost prohibitive everything moved online and it became much more accessible. So I've been able to take classes from uh, intimacy coordinators based in the UK. I'm also involved in a wonderful program called Heartland Intimacy Design, where the uh, woman who runs that, Kate Bissell, she's fantastic, will teach a section of curriculum to me. And then say, okay, so here's the activity to do with actors. So work on actors with establishing boundaries, work on actors with uh, developing choreography, work on actors with negotiating how a kiss would go, things like that. I film my work, I send it in to her, she gives feedback. And so it's very helpful because as wonderful as a lot of the online training is, there's not a lot of immediate application. So that way I'm still getting that hands-on, so to speak, (laughs) work with actors uh, that's giving me the training that I need to then take this into an actual room
0: are you the only intimacy director here in santa fe
1: i actually am not there are a few intimacy coordinators on the film side and then an actor a wonderful actor who just joined um, our company for as you like it antonio menino um, they are originally based in new york and just came to santa fe they're playing jay Quiz in our production and a fabulous intimacy director as well
0: As we wind up, Zoe, what are your final thoughts on intimacy direction?
1: I think that intimacy direction is an awesome field. I think that it is long overdue. And I honestly could see a theater and film world where intimacy directors are as much of a norm as stage managers, as fight directors, as stunt coordinators, because we do serve that function of keeping the actors safe. And it's something that I am very excited to keep going with.
0: You've been listening to Zoe Burke, an intimacy director based here in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Santa Fe Classic Theater's production of As You Like It is running July 29th through August 22nd. You can find tickets for the performance at www.santafeclassictheater.org. For Radio Freak Galisteo, I'm John Shannon.